and welcome to this week's episode of Y'all Hate Opinions. Today I have my guest host with me, Miss Nakia Green. Y'all remember her from College Got Me Effed Up, but she's back again. Hey, y'all. So this week we're going to be talking about a number of things. This week has been so messy in pop culture, politics. I mean, I can go on and on. I know somebody burnt a cake this week or something. This week is crazy. I run, I blame Mercury and retrograde, but whatever. So we're going to get started with Y'all Hate Opinions, episode four this is. Is it four? No, I think it's three. Episode three. Don't mind me, had a busy week. So, um... Again, this episode is called um, Holding Holding This Grudge Got Me Effed Up. So I know we all can identify with holding a grudge. Not all of us, but at some point, I mean, even if your brother popped the head off your door when you were seven, you held a grudge until you were able to get him back. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of us holding these grudges, especially as black women. I have a bag full of grudges. I keep them upstairs. I just pull them out as I need them. But I'm trying to <laughs> throw these grudges away. So... We that's our topic for this week, and also we have some topics that we have to discuss. Big giant rest in peace to Miss Aretha, the Queen. Rest in peace, Miss Franklin. Um, you know what? I always listen to Aretha Franklin because you know our parents are kind of from the same generation, right? So I used to listen to natural woman and all that stuff mm-hmm. but really in the 90s like she really came back yeah. like i'm yo a rose is still a rose was my That's jam right. mm-hmm. you know we used to listen to that. that that was our jam so definitely um rest in peace to miss franklin you know glad she's not suffering anymore because mm-hmm. it was said that she had um some kind of cane pancreatic that's the worst one, they say. Yeah, I mean, it took out Steve Jobs. It took out Dang. Patrick Swayze, just to name a few. Yeah. Um, big celebrities who also um, succumbed to pancreatic cancer. Yeah. I, you know what? I wonder if it's something we could do to, like, of, I, I don't know. Cancer is, is just becoming so prevalent now. It's it's crazy. But, excuse me, rest in peace to Miss um, Franklin for, for this week. And, yeah. um. It's just been a strange week. Has it been a strange week for you too? Yeah. It, it's it been like, if I could describe it, I would just feel like off balance mm-hmm. this week. Like even with my work life and trying to get things done in my office and then managing my schedule with the podcast and trying to do the other things that I'm trying to do. I just felt completely out of control this week. Yeah. So I know it has something to do with Mercury and retrograde. Please stop. Um, I'm sorry. I'm starting to petition to stop the day in retrograde. Just stop it. So one thing this week that really kind of sort of, um, troubled me was the arsenal of attacks from Nicki Minaj onto Safari. Hmm. Did you have a chance to see some of that foolishness? Yes. Um, yeah. Child. <laughs> It was interesting. To um, say the least. I think that... I'm not sure what started it. I think I missed that part. All I remember is just seeing videos where she was just coming with it. Just telling it all. And then, I guess, it continued on Twitter. Oh, it it, it poured over. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, I guess, what caught me off, I think... Um, one of the reality stars from Love and Hip Hop. Oh, Jessica Dime. Yes, had commented about, I guess she felt some type of weight about the comment she made about 
a reality yeah, check. Yeah, VH1 love, check. Love a VH1 yeah. check. Yeah, which a check is a check. check. Let me go on right. record and give me the check. <laughs> so, um, I I think it was you know something about her mind and her business mm-hmm. or whatever. But <laughs> my whole thing is once you put your once you air your business out. Mm-hmm. Then you open you open it up for other people to for comment. interpretation. How are you gonna yes. how are you gonna air your business out for and free? Don't say nothing to me, right? But but you do it for free on all of these different platforms: Twitter, the Her radio, page. your page, uh, Girl, Instagram, and it's being shared and shared. And then to have the nerve to tell to, to basically tell people to mind their business. How? So that's what that I mean. From what I saw, I just to me. I think when you ignore people, and I know she had made a comment about she's been ignoring it for this long, but, but what made Keep us Keep on ignoring it. Exactly. Because my thing is, once Them you get something, once you give something light or attention, then that's where everybody is going to be drawn to. And then, for others, for me, I just read it as, okay, what you're saying, you're mm-hmm. mad about. You're, 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 you're bothered. You're mad. My philosophy, the best way, is to act like who... Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mariah Carey is the quintessential queen of... Who is that? Yeah, I don't know her. Because guess what? If you are supposed to be on a certain level where you're ignoring and you're not giving these things attention, since you cleared your schedule Mm. to give all this shit attention, first of all, if I put something out into social media, it is put out there for independent interpretation. If if she put something out there and Jessica Dine felt like it was a shot, which it was, because essentially you're making a shot at everybody on VH1 yeah. who gets a check, but you probably the same one home watching. But that's neither here nor there because I know she was watching Safari because I'll be watching them. Okay. <laughs> but you get mad with people because they say something that you don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. How immature is that? And then you have an album called Queen. You know, that's not queenly behavior. That's not how queens operate. You know what? It's funny. Since Aretha's passing, I was talking to Dwayne, and we were talking about how celebrity lives used to be. Mm-hmm. You had an artist, you loved the artist, you knew the music, you knew very little. I mean, unless you read a Word Up magazine or, or you picked up Jack, you didn't know everything that we know now. Right. We still should not know certain things. If you spent 12 years in a relationship with a man, I don't want to know about the inner workings of your relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because I feel like that's your business. And secondly, what does that say about you? That you're rehashing shit from 12 years ago. I, I'm not saying hurt and pain has no statute of limitation. I want to make that clear. But it's one thing for you to bash your ex with your friends. Then on the internet. And she gets, I don't even have, I, listen, don't get a day is copywritten. She just the ass of the week to me. <laughs> Why are you going on these tyrants and these and these rants about some shit that don't have nothing to do with us? Sis, talk about why you redid Lil' Kim whole song, Dreams. Why did you redo a whole song that wasn't... Oh, you know what? I'm so tired. I'm so tired of talking about this girl. I'm so tired of talking about her. And people seem... You know, sometimes I post things and people think that I hate Nicki Minaj. First of all, for you to hate somebody, I have to have once loved you. I don't know this woman. Let's make that clear. I don't hate this woman. I don't like some of her moves. She's moving goofy and she's moving funny. For her to have been in the game as long as she's been in it, the shit that she's doing smells like desperation. Just like that damn Vogue editor said. Period. Yeah, and, and talking about uh, Little Kim, 
I think one of one of the things I've always been kind of taken back about um, regarding Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. is that to me, when I first remember her coming on the scene, mm-hmm. she, to me she was she kind of emulated, adopted a lot of Little Kim style. I mean, mm-hmm. from the from the poses, from mm-hmm. her language, from her the, the outfits that she would wear, you know, just the wigs. To me, that <laughs> is all Little Kim. It was very reminiscent of Little Kim yes, from was. everything. Yes, it was. And then for me, you know, coming up in an era where she was, you know, basically your first hardcore rap, you know, major. Mm-hmm. She was female rap artist. They talked about the same things guys would talk about. Right. You know, had explicit lyrics. You know, was very sexy and mm-hmm. sexual and all of that. That was... And different. Little Cam. Yeah, it was different, was different. Because you hadn't seen that. No. And, you know, for her to own it... And let's be talking about mid-90s. And then fast forward to 2000... I don't know. When did she come 2009, on? 2009, about 2009, 2009 2010. And it's like, oh, I've seen this before. hmm and for the, I guess the younger crew, they haven't seen it. So for they them, have. they're like, oh no, she's original. She bop, bop, bop. To me, it, she just is a copy. And I've never really Is it a heard, carbon? <laughs> heard her really, I guess they've had their beef. And I don't know. I just feel like there's ways to respectfully show that this person or this artist has had an impact. Um... And for y'all as women who are both, you know, have similar backgrounds, have a love for hip hop to come together without it being an issue. So I don't, I still don't really know the issue other than I don't, I don't know. You know, but I, I don't, I don't even really think that it should be an issue because at every era has their specific person. You, I mean... We could even take it back to Prince. People have tried to emulate Prince, but never just coming out and completely stealing his whole... Well, Prince would never have had that anyway. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Honey, the symbol would not have played the game. But I'm just saying, like, you know... And then it's almost like you get confronted if you say something about her or related to her. So, I mean, she definitely got a strong hive. You know, I, I all, all I know is if you break up with somebody, let that be personal. Right. I don't want to know that his sister, baby cousin says she seen you at the movie theater. So tell me who she was. I don't want to know. I don't care. But to me, it seems like this is honestly my opinion. Y'all can correct me in the comments. If y'all would like, I don't care. This is my opinion. And y'all hate opinions. I keep telling y'all that I believe that this is a stunt because that fucking album didn't sell like she thought it was going to. She did not do the numbers that Cardi did the first week. And if y'all want to look it up, look it up. I done looked it up. That's what I think. I think this is all a stunt. So I, I've, I've been looking at people's comments and they've implied that. And I, I don't keep up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't keep up really with a lot of mainstream music. Um, but they were talking about sales. Um, which made me think if, if her album didn't sell, is this how she's still trying to be relevant? Hmm. Um, by it's, starting some mm-hmm. type of... I mean, 50 Cent does it. I mean, that's really how he has he has built his career by starting shit. So he has created a blueprint for he the challenge. He's just, a, I mean, 
50 to me is just, he's just a master troller. I mean, he, he, is, he does the best trolling. Honey. <laughs> ever. He <laughs> is the troll master. Like, yes, like Puppet Master, which used to frighten me as a child. He's the troll master. I mean, he trolls his own child. Yo, this <laughs> is your son. Stop it. I, sometimes I be watching like, yo, this man has no respect for nobody. Oh, no. mm. But to me, I just think that it's a stunt. Maybe I'm wrong, but but I, I, I digress. I'm gonna go ahead and roll on into something else. Um, our favorite show returned this week. Yes, Insecure. Woo-hoo. Okay, so Insecure was good. I liked the first episode. Yeah. Um, but the Lawrence Hive has got to be stopped. Lawrence, Lawrence, He's if you listening, <laughs> you're not on this seat. Y'all are over, baby. They have a petition. Have you seen it? I don't understand it. I, I, so this is my thing with, with, and I don't know if it's a guy thing, but here's <laughs> the thing. The, the main character is Issa, Issa and she's a female. And for us, I, I want, and I'm speaking not for every woman, but for mm-hmm. the majority of the women who I, you know, looked at their comments regarding Insecure. Last season, season two. Mm-hmm. The finale. Mm-hmm. That was closure. Closure. That's what yes. we call closure. What people always yes. looking for in a relationship. That's what we were given in the season finale of season two. At the end, when they talked, they hugged, and they walked away. That next scene, when she opens the door and she's at Daniel's house, that is her new chapter. Lawrence has no purpose in season three. If you wanted to see a story about Lawrence, maybe you need to ask if someone can write a story that focuses on his life after Easter. But right now, we're focused on Easter's life. And I don't understand why people are mad or feel some type of way about Lawrence. I didn't expect him to be on season I didn't three. either. So when it was confirmed that he wasn't, I was like, okay. And I was confused and people were mad. And I'm thinking, did y'all not watch all of season Two in the ending of Apparently season they didn't. one. Apparently they didn't. But I think what really got me mad is that was the perfect ending to a relationship. I, agree. I ain't never had no damn closure. Who gets, who gets that? I never though? get closure. It's like we broke up. <laughs> I'm coming to get my PlayStation. That's it. So for everybody talking about Lauren should return for what? The only way Lawrence now honestly I do kind of agree with this because Lawrence is so closely knit to her friends. It would make sense to have but him no, around in some way. He's only close to Tiffany's Tiffany's husband. husband. Right. He had right. that's that's his only in in, yeah, the, in, in her circle friends. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're not their his friends. His light skin friend is hilarious, though. Yes, I mean, oh I, I can't think his name, but yes, he was hilarious. But honestly, I don't think that Lawrence serves a purpose. He don't. At least don't. in season three. I mean, aside from being fine as hell, he don't. I don't know if that guys are missing seeing. Lawrence is fine, so but ooh, check. I mean, at the end ooh. of the day, nobody who's out here still saying I want to see Tasha. Tasha came to nobody an end. said anything since she's called him a fuck nigga. <laughs> since she leaned on him at that family reunion, y'all ain't, and she done had a baby by drove in real life. <laughs> so y'all need to stay woke. I just didn't, yeah. you know. I, I don't. I didn't understand how people felt that he had a place in season three, he unless doesn't. you have, unless you only watched Insecure for Lawrence. Mm-hmm. 
And unfortunately, you watched it for the wrong reasons because it's about Issa. It is. So if that's the reason why you were watching Insecure, then you, I would, I guess, yeah, you would be disappointed. However, Issa is the main character, so we're seeing how her story and her it's life evolving. plays out, yeah. whether it's among her friends, her romantic life, her professional life. You know, just her figuring out what's what's next for right, her. You know, right. what would she like to explore? And I mm-hmm. think, you know, with her who, you know, moving in with mm-hmm. um Dan Which I don't and, understand. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Why Well she Well, I get it. Why she moved in? I get it. But it's nothing I would have done. So I don't think anybody in right mind would have, even though <laughs> now we understand, you know, because at first it, when we're watching a season finale, we're thinking Okay, she's going to go stay with her brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what funny. I thought. Her brother's hilarious. And Jack. then he, you know, she opens the door and it's Daniel. And then we find out that she didn't move with her brother, which I can understand. Her brother probably got on her legs. Honey, he got on my nerves. Your time has been up. <laughs> and her then, brother's extra. And then in that same uh, uh, episode from last week, we understand why she didn't. She chose not to move with Molly. Yeah. Um, and then that leaves her with Daniel. And... She opened up at the end about mm-hmm. the real reason, you know, she chose to move in with Daniel. It might not have made sense to the majority of folks. It like, doesn't. To move in with someone who you had this kind of awkward... Sexual. Sexual. Non-sexual. Right. Friendship. <laughs> kinship. <laughs> um, situationship. Yeah. Situationship. You know, yeah. it's... And he got a relationship. Right. It's, it's, it's messy. It, it is messy. It ain't enough room at the dock for all them damn ships. Girl, go on with your friend. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very messy situation. However, I believe that seeing a character like an Issa, mm-hmm. it is relatable to a lot oh, of... Yeah. And I'm not even going to say women. Just a lot of people mm-hmm. who are, you know, I 20s, early 30s. Who are just trying to figure out a lot of things. Whether you can relate to her as far as your job. Mm-hmm. That whole situation. Or the friendship dynamics mm-hmm. that she has. You know when you have friends who are doing well. And maybe you're like I'm still trying to figure things out. You have a friend who has a family. Who's married. Who's in love. You know. And you're just still trying to get a date. You know. So I think Issa. Kind of. She's a relatable character. Yeah, and, and that's what... she's not perfect. She's not perfect. And I think a lot of times people are trying to make her out to be this per. I don't think she ever was meant to be a perfect character. No. I think that's why people love Insecure. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, she's... She is who she is. She is who she is. And not only that, I think it's perfect for our generation to see it. Because we're always bombarded with all this other shit that is virtually... I'm not going to say unattainable because everything is attainable. But at the moment, we're not living that way. So we cannot identify with that. But we can identify with this because this is a woman who, like you said, is going through a transition at work. Mm -hmm. Her love life is going through a transition. Everybody's going through a transition. And you need to be able to see that so you can know that, hey, my shit may be okay. I may be all right. Mm -hmm. Which you're going to be. You know, everything is in due time. And the people you... Another thing I like about Insecure is the people you think have shit together don't. Molly is a fucking mess to me. Yeah. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, she's a lawyer. Big up for that. Bitch, you are an emotional, psychological mess. What it shows... And that's why, and going back, that's why I love Insecure because it also shows that although you can have it together Mm -hmm. professionally, your life can be a hot mess 
personally, romantically, and she's a great example of that. Molly has everything together in her job. Mm-hmm. She's excelling. And then you look at her love life, and you're like, and you're like what's going on? So last season, That's you see her. Husband. You see her with a gentleman who she she doesn't want to date him because he she says he reminds her it's like dating herself. She said. Because he has all these goals, and she's like, well, that's The checklist. Me. The dreaded the, the, checklist. The checklist, which she has a checklist, and she realizes, oh, I don't want to just be a check. But ultimately, you were looking for someone who checked off all of these checks. So that was a hot she mess. She didn't check herself. So then she meets up with her lawyer friend, mm-hmm. and she likes him. He's funny. They have Ooh, sex. Jadena. No. <laughs> oh, the other one. Yeah, I can't um, think of Sterling. Name. Sterling Brown. No. Um, the comedian, Lil Rao. Oh, damn. She had a lot of bodies. <laughs> yeah. In one season. So, with, I can't, and I'm mad I can't think of Lil Rao's character. What was his character name? But he, so he's supporting her with, you know, as he far was as infatuated with her. Loved her. Yes. He just seems like, hey, yes. this would be a good guy. They've mm-hmm. been bobbing. Mm-hmm. But then she get back with her friends and they ask about it and she like, oh, the sex wasn't all that. Yet, I she's guess- okay with continuing a relationship with Drove's character. Who is... Who's really... Un, who's who's unavailable. Emotionally, emotionally just, He's just unavailable. Because when that wife called, didn't he answer that damn phone? And you see her settling... Well, you see her in that last episode really wrestling with what's going on here. Because all the first season, all of second season, she's really trying to find... A relationship. She's yeah. trying to be in love. She desire. She desires a genuine relationship, but she is drawn to someone who can't give her that. He cannot. He give cannot her. give her that at all. But yet, all of her energy, all of her time is being spent. I mean, she's passed up on men who, in my eyes, I just felt like, wow, that would be that's a great catch. Yeah. To settle for someone who's not even available to her. Where basically she would, you know, she's going to always be number two, number three in his life. And he let it be known. You know, Candace is my wife. I Don't mean, speak on my marriage. You know, <laughs> when he said that. But um, shout out to whatever nigga made the gift of Space Jam saying, don't say nothing about my wife. Thank you. Hilarious. Appreciate it. Because Dro is not cute to me with, it, with that mouth. But anyway... Um, that's why we love Insecure because we are the 30-somethings. We are going through that. And we, we need guidance on how to sift through this thing called life. Because I know sometimes I look at East and I be like, oh, I done been through that before. For mm-hmm. real. You know, so that's why it's so relatable. But y'all got to stop holding grudges and let Lawrence A's go. That's what this episode is about. Stop it. Let Lawrence is He gone. Let it go. Yeah. Whew. Moving right along. Um... Omarosa, or the new name I've given her, I'm a roast him. Because she is out I'm a here. Roast her. I'm a roast her. Well, oh, we definitely gonna roast I'm her. I'm a roast her. But That's then we're gonna allow her to still roast him. Thank you. <laughs> um, this level of savagery hasn't been seen since Watergate. <laughs> I mean, sis, you got to have your phone on a hundred percent a day at work if you're recording this many goddamn conversations. Yeah. I appreciate her service provider for giving her that much storage. <laughs> I appreciate her for having the goal to even do it because I remember taking a tour of the White House when I was in middle school and they you're not even supposed to have your phone in certain rooms. We didn't even have phones back then. 
But you, but it's like a cubby hole, and Angela Rock confirmed it too. It's like cubby holes that you have to put your phone in because it like stops the signal. Mm-hmm. Sis, you're bad for sneaking that damn phone in your bosom. <laughs> you're bad. Now, are you invited to the cookout? Fuck no. We still know that you's an Uncle Tom ass bitch. You ain't never did shit for the black women or the black community or black men for that matter. I don't know how that fine gentleman from Green Mile was even with you. What's his name? Oh, Michael Clark Duncan. I love Michael Clark Duncan. May he rest, in, May peace. He rest in peace. Yeah. I thought she was going to change after losing him. But no, she she's still a, a wigger. Here's the thing. you Alma Rosa has always been true to herself. I, I never true. watched The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. I've only just seen, I've only, you know, seen clips. her from the, you know, just clips mm-hmm. from it. But seen her on other platforms. Mm-hmm. And for me, she has been consistent. So what we're getting is the same Amarosa she was when we first heard of her. Who is the Amarosa? And that was her. She has always been this person. So I'm not surprised. Um, her connection with, what's his name? Trump. Trump, yeah. It makes sense. They are the same people in the sense of they just are out for themselves. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she cut you down if it means saving herself. Yeah. That's just who yeah. she is. Kind of like now, him. Huh? Kind of like him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they're are the same person. The, they're the same person. Mm-hmm. However, I'll say this. She knew what she signed up for. She knew. She knew the type of person she was. He was, I'm sorry. Yeah. And when she got on camera and she said that everybody, all of his detractors and haters would have to bow down, now she's going to have to eat those words. Because now she's on the outs. And now she's the person who is his target. For all of his venom, all of his, you know, nasty words, all of his, you know, attacks, she's now the target. And I'm sorry. I know he called her a dog. That's very disrespectful. That was. That but was guess dumb. what? But I'm, I'm not about to stress these thumbs out on Twitter, <laughs> on Facebook, on Instagram, on text messages, on any platform in defense of Omarosa. Because here's the thing. You ain't getting caught with She watched not at all. <laughs> she sat silently. As black women like Maxine Waters. Oh, yes. As Congresswoman um, Wilson. Frederica Wilson. Oh, no. Frederica Wilson. Oh, yeah. In Florida. Yeah. Degraded her. Degraded our black athletes. Mm -hmm. He called them sons of Of bees. bees. Basically saying that their mothers are dogs. Mm -hmm. And I never once heard her, saw a tweet, an Instagram post, a Facebook post. Her on any platforms, as far as the media is concerned, where she said something in defense of these black women, these black men coming to their defense, or even speaking up or saying that she disagrees with it. So I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not. I ain't coming to the defense. I'm a roaster. Yes, what he said was terrible. However, I'm not about to lose any sleep over that because she's the one who said that we as haters, as detractors, those who didn't care for him, don't like him, would have to bow down, which will never happen. Now she's going to have to eat those words because now she's the hater. She's on the outs. Now she's coming after him. And it's not like what she's showing us. Or, we're not shocked. Like, we're not you shocked. Tapes that, we're not surprised. Girl. I mean, maybe to the white America, they might be surprised. They surprised. But no. this ain't nothing new. No. You just got it on tape. You know... Omarosa, just like you said, everything you said is absolutely correct. I just want to add to the fact that she has always seemed as if she was a self-serving, self-absorbed ass Mm. bitch. So I'm not 
going to sit here and um, act like I feel any type of remorse for what you're getting ready to go through. Because, sis, if you think that you mark now, keep on putting out tapes. You're going to have to hire a damn security firm because they're going to get you out of here. That's one thing I know. But for us, we're not surprised. She spent the whole time on the campaign trail trying to convince us of who he was when we was trying to convince you of who we know him to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? So both you, she wasted her time. You wasted your valuable time. And I think what's the most puzzling thing, and, and I hope somebody made this point this week, but I, I thought of it. It's always black women. They always push black women on the front lines to tell us, hey, he's okay. It's all right. Come on over. Deal with us. No, no. We should not be the ones on the lines doing the battle cries for no bigot. He's a bigot. Mm. Simple as that. I don't care what tapes Omarosa got. You could tell me that Trump has a secret uh, elite pedophile ring in his damn house, which he probably do. Mm-hmm. I still would not be surprised. I'm just not going to be surprised because this man has proven over and over again his mental capacity. He's proven his vocation. He's proven himself to be the idiot that we he's see just, every day. He's just low down, disrespectful. Monkey with a I mean, on. just... Um, <laughs> he's just... Ugh. I mean, like, he, he is that despicable person. When they talk about deplorable... That is who he is at the core. Mm-hmm. There's no change in anybody who has a mind. It's no, it's, you can't change. He is who he is. Whenever he tweets something, I mean, my thing is to to government mm-hmm. is how much are you willing to sit by and allow him to degrade the office of the presidency? Wow. How long will you allow for that deplorable behavior to be the standard of the leader of America? Because he, I mean, listen, I let it be that's known. Real. That's listen, real. That's that's dead president. And when I say that, that's the all those people who stand by and say nothing. That's y'all's president. He's not my. He's not stand. <laughs> I mean, no, really, I don't approve of him. No, I, don't I don't approve of who he is as a person. I don't approve of what he has to say. So for all of those people who can quietly sit by, not have an opinion. To say, you know, that's wrong for all those people. That's y'all's president. Because when you sit in silence and you agree with it. So you're okay with it. Which oh, lets silence you know, is agreeance. Yeah, it is. That's when, so, whenever, yeah. if, if, if something moves you to speak up, then you do so. Mm-hmm. So clearly from him, you know, mocking a disabled person, you know, calling Mexicans rapists and all of that. From putting kids in cages. The you know, blacks. Just the Don't petty stunts that he's done, you know, inciting violence and, and his rallies, all of that. And just, I mean, he's the master divider. Yeah. If he you is. have not said one thing, one thing against what he's saying or supporting the people who he's offended, then you, then to me, you're no bigger, you're, you're no better than a hooded Klansman at a rally. In short, Omarosa, you are still not welcome to the family cookout. You are not allowed to electric slide. We forbid you to do the Cupid shuffle. Just don't bring your ass. Now, don't I bring mean, your ass. She can go to, she can go to the, 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 the cookout with the raisin potato salad. Current cookout? Yes, <laughs> take, raisin, take your ass the, to Kern. The raisin grain. <laughs> and them nuts and the chicken salad. I don't want this, Kern. But anyway... Um, yeah, Omarosa, we um, we still not rocking with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for risking your life and your freedom. We don't care. Um, we already knew Trump wasn't shit. But thanks for the tapes. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving right along. 
on this week's episode of Living While Black, um, because this is a, a real offense. You, you're you just being alive and you're black. That's a problem. Um, a gentleman is getting out of his car. He goes to the ticket thing to get one of those meter tickets to put in his, his dash. The lady accuses him of stealing his own car. She calls the police. That's one instance. A white gentleman, a doctor, for that matter, is arrested in the airport. He screams, you're treating me like a black guy. Like an effing black. Wow. Well, thank you, Dr. Um, So-and-so, because you've definitely let us know that what we're saying is real. I mean, they try to act like it's not, but thank you. So, in short, um, there's so much we can say about that. But in short, I just want to say, if you are living while black, please be cautious and keep your phone charged at all times. Mm -hmm. Love you, black people. Um... Wow, Angela Rye. Um, she's like my spirit sister. It's like she's willing to read anybody down to nothing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy her on CNN, and I feel like she needs her own show at this point. I'm just tired of just watching y'all shows for her. I just want to watch her. Um, what, what what do you think about it? Did you see that clip this week of her engaging the young lady? You saw yes, that so... I mean, and I see her all the time. Yeah, I love Angela. Um, and you need people like that to call. And, and she, to me, says a lot of things that we want to say. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. usually the person who's on the other end totally, you know, they're not they're not ready to receive her realness. No, you know, you need you need people on air. Who is going to say things like, he's not my president. Mm-hmm. He's a bigot. Mm-hmm. Who's basically going to call out all of the wrong. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to have people on the other side. That's why, you know, if you why even argue? And I think she, yeah. a lot of times, Angela, she's not even going to get into a debate with these people. Because it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And there's a few, there's a few, you know, media folks who come in who, uh, no matter what, Trump can literally murder somebody. And they're going to say, well, wait, he's still innocent yeah. until proven guilty. Right. And we're like, well, no, we got the tape. Right. No, no, like, <laughs> like we got the recording of him. And we they're still going to say, well, this is still a country of law and order. And there's a process. And he's still, he's still innocent until proven guilty. So there's going to always be those types of people. And those are the types of people that you don't even debate with. Right. Because it makes no sense. You I commend to, her. You just need to make sure that you... Tell your folks mm-hmm. who have, who are in their right mind, who can think for themselves what we need to do in preparation of like right. 2020 or even this fall 2018. Those are the people who we need to reach. I mean, the reality mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. and I agree with them, um, um, I can't think of her last name, uh, Abrams in, um, okay. in Georgia, who's yeah. running for governor. Mm-hmm. You know, people are saying, oh, well, she's she's excluding a lot of people because she's not even with that reaching out right. to the same demo- the same demographics that we know all the time. You, we we're trying to reach out to, and they still vote right Republican, right? So what's um, the point? So what's the point? So, so y'all whole thing is she's trying to she's focusing on those who did not vote and those who are new voters. Mm-hmm. Millennials, mm-hmm. younger people, that demographic. Because we keep a lot of times, and I don't want to say like we, because not everybody may necessarily identify themselves as Republican, right. Democratic, right. but I'll speak d- the Democrats, right. for instance, are always trying to reach the same folks who are on the other side or undecided, the same demographics who, we voted, them alone. who voted with their men when it came down to Trump. 
educated white women. You better preach. You need to target those individuals who set out this last election Mm -hmm. and the past elections Mm -hmm. who have not been engaging because they've been turned off by politics. That's who you need to get as well as new voters. Yeah. I'm all in agreement with that. And so when Angela's speaking, I don't think it's even necessary to even address them or even address the folks who are choosing ignorance. Right. To me, you just need to reach out to those individuals who are saying, why should I vote? And this is why you should vote. Because Mm -hmm. if you have a bigot in office who is supporting this candidate, then that is not who you should back. That's not Mm -hmm. who you should vote for. These are your options. So I enjoy when she does engage, but I like when she's talking to people because at that moment, she's totally disregarding anything they have to say because they really have nothing to say. So I enjoy her. Yeah, I do. And also, they're not equipped to handle her comments or even rebuttal. So that, that always gives me a lot of joy. So... With that being said, those are the topics that we wanted to discuss this week. Of course, there's many more. There's always going to be more as long as we keep being in this world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we can move right into um, holding this grudge got me effed up. So how many of y'all, and I know, of course, I can't hear you, but I I definitely feel you. How many of y'all have held a grudge? Have you ever held a grudge? Yes. Wow. I'm glad you were honest. Um. I've definitely held grudges. Like, I'm still holding on to a few. And I'm trying to figure out a way to get rid of those. But but just talking about holding grudges, what were some of the reasonings behind you holding that grudge against that particular person? Like, So, it's, it's different for me as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I was very... What's the... I can't even think of the word. I was very vengeful. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing was I, I didn't <laughs> yeah, just hold were. a grudge. I was gonna get you back. Yeah, you so are. I remember. I thought I, I, I'll never forget. I thought that my brother had spilled. Oh, what did he, I thought he had spilled like Kool Aid on my clothes mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. and I had clean clothes. I thought uh-huh. he purposely. And I sure enough went back down and I poured Kool-Aid on his clothes. That's how I was. I remember my mother got on my nerves one time and I put um, peroxide on her clothes. Why would you do I that? I remember my brother, I, he put my, he did something to my dog. Mm-hmm. I went. I think he, I think he cut the, took the heads off or something. Yeah, and I, I, and I grabbed his shoes and I put them in the toilet. I thrown my brother's, um, like the beatbox mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Beatbox? We ain't that old since damn. Headphones? But this was about eight. This was the eighties. Okay. So the stereo, the big stereo. Oh, you need your ass for that. <laughs> I it was that. expensive. <laughs> Throw it down the steps. I remember pouring water on that mattresses. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say this: that is something that I had to pray about yeah. because that's yeah. not that's not healthy for anybody. No, it's not. It was to the point where no, I'm not just mad at you. I gotta get, get even. Yeah. Like I wasn't, and I'm, I'm still not a person. Who does like any arguing? Mm-hmm. But if I'm mad, I see red, and I have, I'm filled with rage. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to do something. So see, that's where my grudge, my grudge was mm-hmm. a dangerous grudge okay. because I'm trying to do something to to really hurt get your you. Heart. Gotta get you. Gotta, I gotta get you. Okay, and I hold grudges. I'm vindictive, but my vindictiveness is not going to be as blatant as that. Like I can remember being a kid, and my brother would do something for me. 
And if somebody would, would call, I would, like, take the phone off the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Um, if my mother didn't give me, like, money that I asked for or something, I used her credit card. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just always been that way. But it but it, it trickled over into my adult life because it's some adult relationships that I still have grudges. Like, I have grudges against um, my children's father. Mm-hmm. Not my first son's father because he's been absent so long. It is what it is. I don't have no grudge. Against, hey, ain't got no grudge against your baby. But... My youngest son, father, I really do because I expected more from him. You know what I'm saying? I expected him to be a better father. So, I am, like, mean to him. Well, yeah, I just don't like him. You know what I'm saying? But I I don't know. I don't know. But even even holding grudges goes to my friends because I've had situations with friends that I'm still kind of holding on to stuff. And it, and it really... It stops me from being able to be the friend that I once was to them because I'm apprehensive because of what happened. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to touch on this because the the therapist that I'm seeing helped me realize that you do have an issue with holding grudges and it's not affecting them, it's affecting you. Okay, if you are eating and I'm sitting next to you and I'm hungry, I'm still not eating. That's your food. That's you eating. So basically, me holding a grudge has nothing to do with the other person. Sometimes they don't know you have a grudge. Sometimes they don't give a shit. Sometimes they have all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> Sometimes they're so far removed from your life that you don't even know, or they don't even know that you have this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I have a friend who I was friends with for years. Um, she came to me. She needed some help. She she needed a co-signer for an apartment. I did it for. She, you know, reneged on the contract. She got evicted. That 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 went on my credit. You know what I'm saying? I still have a grudge behind that shit because that was wrong. But then, along with the grudge and growing up, I had to take responsibility for that. I had no business doing that for anybody. I had no business helping anybody in that way. If you can't help yourself and you're not my husband, then maybe you don't need the help. But that was one of the issues that... That is one of the issues that I'm trying to deal with because... You know, people will ask me about this person. I'm like, I don't, I don't talk to her. I have no desire to talk to her. But I do still feel some type of way because I would never do that to someone. Mm-hmm. And a part of a grudge is I can't expect for the world to see things the way I see it. I can't expect for you to have the, the same moral code as me. I'm never going to do that to you. If you co-sign something for me, I'm going to pay it. Even if I don't want to pay it, I got to pay it because Nikki did that for me. So... Along with me holding grudges is just taking accountability and I'm I'm really trying my best to do that. But I can see that the grudges are causing so much so many issues for women. I can only speak from a woman's perspective because I'm a woman, I'm not a man. Right. But it, it can stop you from having healthy relationships. Um, it affects your mental health, um, it affects your stress, anxiety, hostility. Um, it actually heightens your blood pressure. So, so aside from all the mental stuff, it mm-hmm. really has, takes a physical toll on you holding a grudge. Yeah. Um, it leads to depression. It weakens your immune system. And it lowers your self-esteem. Mm. So can you imagine holding on to an issue and it's doing all those things to you, but it ain't doing shit to the other person? It's not doing anything to the other person. Right. So how crazy is that? I mean, I just, I know for me, with, with just, just maturing, mm-hmm. I became a totally different person, really, in my adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I, I've all, and, you know, since then, I've always looked at grudges as silly because it does nothing 
to the person who you met. Like no. most of the time, most of the, the reality is most of the time people don't even know that you they met don't know. and they don't care. They don't care. So it's like care. you're you're going out of your way to be mean or and to, to hold on to this. And this person has gone on with their life and they're living it. Like you have allowed anger and resentment to take a, a place in your life. Mm-hmm. And there's no room for that. It's no room. Like, in all the things that you read, it makes sense. I mean, of course, in my adult life, there's things that people have done to, have, mm-hmm. you know, have done or said that, you know, I felt some type of weight mm-hmm. or hurt me. But I have to ask myself, is that worth me not speaking to that person mm-hmm. or me being mad? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think of, I can think of a coworker who she did some really foul things, mm-hmm. really foul things. Mm-hmm. And I remember I like blocked her on on Facebook mm-hmm. and all of that. And I told I'm myself if I <laughs> ever see her, I'm not gonna speak to mm-hmm. her. The first time I saw this woman after I was no longer at that school, right? She came and she spoke to me, and I spoke back right. and asked her how she was doing, and right. asked her about her family. Mm-hmm. And it was at that moment where I kind of laughed at myself. Like I remember I was just so mad that she would. She would do what she did, and for no reason. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's when I really saw how, like, how evil people could be. Like, oh god, because what she yes. did was to me, I would yes. describe that as evil. Because she did some really foul things, just really mm-hmm. foul. That you know, to me, I was like, it's not really hurting me. You right. hurt students right. in the process right. of you trying to hurt me. Sometimes they do that to get at you. But I mean, I realize that sometimes people. That's just. People, people can be ugly. Yes. But I don't yes, want to ever be that ugly person. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that when I leave, or if, if somebody remembers, you know, Dag, I did her wrong. However, she still treated mm-hmm. me like a person. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that you would, that I still believe in treating people the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to, if I'm mad at somebody to, number one, stay mad. I might be mad for that day. Like right. Maybe somebody did something or said something that really made mm-hmm. me mad or whatever. I'll never hurt that person or use words to hurt that person. Right. I might be mad mm-hmm. for that, you know, I would just say for that day. Yeah. But it's hard for me to stay mad. It's hard for me to stay mad because I yeah. see what it does. Like, yeah. that anger that you harbor inside for somebody, that does not hurt them. No, that hurts, it hurts you. you. Like, it you're going you. all the way out of your way mm-hmm. to be mean or nasty to someone. That makes you look bad. And and it goes back to the, the same example I used before. You know, with with the food. If you have food, you're being mm-hmm. nourished. I'm not being nourished. Yeah, I'm sitting here watching you feed yourself, and I'm suffering. Mm-hmm. I don't want to suffer anymore. So I'm going on record. Everybody, if you listening to this, if we got an issue, we ain't got no issue. Right. We ain't got no issue. I, I I'm through with the issue. I don't want to live in that space anymore because it's not allowing me to be free and be happy and give the love that God put me here to mm-hmm. give. But I get why holding on to a group. Why I hold, excuse me, why holding on to a grudge is so um, prevalent because it's easy. It's so easy for you to harbor something and it's comforting. I mean, p- people say pain is not comforting. Yes, it is. Because if you sit long enough and while I'm it, oh, that, she did this and that winch. Yeah. It's comforting and it validates your feelings. Yeah. So anything that feels good and validates your feelings, you're going to hold on to. It's uncomfortable to say, I forgive you. Damn, I, I forgive you. I, man, I played a part in that too. Seemed, or sometimes people perceive it as being weak. You know, I can forgive. I can. I can forgive someone. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on the offense, is is how much I'll forget. So yeah. I'll still. I mean, I always talk about it like a scar. 
You know, I have scars from my childhood. Mm-hmm. If I touch the scar, it doesn't cause me any pain. No. But I can still remember the pain That's I right. felt. That's right. When I cut myself right. or when or I fell off myself. that bike. Or right. So, yeah. So I look yeah. at it like that. So some and some things I can't even I can look at this right here and I can't remember it ever hurting, but it left a scar. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at certain relationships. Yeah. So there's a there's some things that people have done or have said that that hurt us, hurt yeah. us to the core, hurt us. But I have gotten to a point where I can forgive you. I can say, you know what, I'm not going to hold that against you. Now, mm-hmm. moving forward, I am going to move forward with precaution, just because. Oh, absolutely. You know, like they say, absolutely. fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame. Say, on say me. it like Bush. Well, Bush <laughs> said it the wrong way. He said, fool me once. Shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice. I can't be fooled. <laughs> Yo, we had some dumbass people in office, though. But I'm saying, I, I, I get what he was trying to say. No, no, no one <laughs> he does. He was trying to say something. But yeah, you know, I'm still not. I, that experience taught mm-hmm. me something about mm-hmm. that person. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes it, it reveals yeah. people's character. Oh, yes, it does. When you see the, the worst in them or the ugly mm-hmm. in them. Again, I'm not going to be the person to hold that against them i can still say you know what you deserve a chance however i'm not going to be forgetful of what happened right and this is my issue don't get mad with me because i forgive you but it changed our connectedness Mm -hmm. okay because that's what i'm dealing with a lot now too now the same people that I have issues or had grudges with, I can still be in their presence and not feel anything. Mm -hmm. But our connectedness has changed. So you're not going to be able to sit next to me and share an issue and get some advice from me because I ain't got nothing for you. So you're not going to be able to, you know, lean on me like you used to because, again, I ain't got nothing for you. But can I give you a hello? How you doing? Absolutely. I give those out to strangers. So surely you can be treated like a stranger. I just cannot give you the same energy or place in my life that you once held. That's not holding a grudge. That's being responsible with your spirit. Mm -hmm. You have to be responsible with your spirit and your mind and your thoughts. If somebody is around you that's not contributing, you got to go. I don't give a shit how long I knew you. I don't care shit. I I don't care. Because that will start to affect your psyche. And I know me, that'll start to affect me. There's been plenty of people who are friends in my life. Who wronged me. Who don't know they wronged me. But you know I don't deal with you. You know I don't deal with you. And that's all you need to know. Do that means I'm wishing you ill will? I'm not. I'm happy for all of you. I just don't want to be in your space. Simple as that. But but people even take that as a personal thing nowadays. It's like, you know, and now everybody throwing around energy. Energy. My my mother told me about energy when I was a little girl, so I, so it, it wasn't surprising to me to for it to come along with the woke current. I knew it was coming, but sometimes you have to know that some people don't deserve that certain energy from you. And and this even goes back to the the whole Nicki Minaj thing. Not to keep revisiting that and not talking about her, but just that energy. If you over something, it's no need for you to drag somebody. Yeah. It's no need for you to do that. I'm not gonna drag you if I'm over it. If I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm through. That means that wound has not healed. The wound has not healed. And that's exactly and what a you grudge is. you carrying resentment. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's really what it shows. Because, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, a lot of things that bother us, there's a reaction to mm-hmm. when somebody, let's just say a certain person bothers us or gets under our skin. Yes. If they say something, they breathe the wrong way. 
then we got then oh my gosh I can't da, 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 da. <laughs> but no it just shows no, you're that right. you're st- that you're right. person still bothers still you bothers that you. there's still a wound that they inflicted that has not healed and the person that walked around the party got some hors d'oeuvres drinking ain't paying your ass no damn mind that's the re- and when I realized that I mean, I, I realized that probably late teens, early 20s, mm-hmm. that holding grudge and just being mad at people, it serves you no I mean, no good. Not a one. And that this person is literally living their best life, mm-hmm. unknowing that you made. Like, literally, it and don't becomes care. a personal problem. Yeah, it is. And, and then it becomes is, a personal physical problem. Yeah, for, if, if you're talking about your health mm-hmm. and stress and all of that. And I've always felt like if you have a problem with someone... Say something. I yeah. one thing I hate. Just say. It. I hate for someone to have a problem. My first thing I always, if somebody brings it to me, well, did you talk to them about it? No, I ain't saying anything. So to me, I pause because that makes no sense. Because oftentimes, the person who you feel has offended you mm-hmm. have they have no clue mm-hmm. that they have done something or said something right. that offended you. And most right. of the time, the person who feels offended says, "Well, they should know." Well, how should how they? How would I know? How how would how they would know? I know? And, and, and that's, that's just a defense mechanism. Really. And my thing, if it's a, if it's someone who you consider a friend, mm-hmm. if it's someone who is family, or even someone you've worked with, meaning mm-hmm. these are relationships that, you know, that they have some kind of meaning, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. or that you care about, or that you care yeah. about, right? How are you able to move forward in that relationship, your family, with that family member, mm-hmm. with that friend, or even with a coworker, mm-hmm. and you are still carrying something? That they have no, that, that they are totally oblivious. Because a lot of times, most of the times, and this goes back to communication. Yes. Because the reality yes, is true. most people don't know how to communicate. And I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer yeah. in You gotta be taught that. If if you hit me, if you hit me and I don't say anything, mm-hmm. then you're okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that my hit hurt you because right. There was no immediate response. It no. was not, ouch, oh my God. Why, why would you, would you do hit that? me? Yeah. So how is that person who hit me, How? I mean, you can use it with a child. Mm-hmm. It's not until you correct that child to let them know that hitting is wrong. Do they know that, right. oh, wow. I, and they think know, about it. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have hit you mm-hmm. because you're saying it hurt. So if you don't let that person know that something they have done, something they have said hurt you, then how is that person, how are they even wrong? For something that, how can you even hold them accountable <laughs> you can't, for something you can't. they have no idea that they did to you? And instead, you're spending time unhappy and living in a miserable state when all mm-hmm. this could have been avoided had you had the tools and the skills to just communicate. That's why, that was something I had to tell myself. I was a person who spent a lot of time outsourcing my anger. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, I'm mad with Nikki. I'm I'm going to call Mia. I'm going to call my other girlfriends. And I'm going to let them know I'm mad with her ass. When really all I got to do is say, Nikki, look, I ain't like when you did so-and-so. I didn't mm-hmm. like, I don't know what your response may be. Your response may be, oh, damn, I'm sorry, Ashley. I ain't know that made you feel right. that way. I won't do that again. You know what I'm saying? Because people need guidance. Mm-hmm. It don't matter how old you are. You need guidance in your relationship with your children. My children are the biggest ones that will check me. Mm-hmm. I, I, matter of fact, the funny thing is I called my son the other morning. And he not he um finished working his youth work job. My son got money, y'all. Don't don't forget that. <laughs> so I called him. I'm like, hey, what you doing? He was like, nothing. Mom hungry. I said, Jenny, ask me how my day was. He said, Jenny, ask me either. Wow. And I had to check myself. Like, damn, he right. Mm-hmm. He was right. You know what I'm saying? You have to show to get. And you know, all I will say is this. 
Forgiveness is a commitment to a personalized process of change. Mm. If you want to change, if you want to move, if you want to grow, you have to forgive people and let yeah. it go. I don't care if they stole your $20 or your MAC lipstick. That shit has happened to me. That shit is painful. But let it go because if you don't let it go, you will not grow. You can't grow. So if you need help, I'm tired of people using these things as excuses. Oh, this is how I am. No, get your grown ass and some counseling and stop the damn excuses. I don't want to hear no more adult black men or women say, this is how I am. No, it's toxic. And it's affecting your ability to connect and it's affecting your ability to relate and meet new people and network and grow. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got for this week of y'all hate opinions. You got a closing remark? Anything. That was good. I would just challenge everyone who, if, if that's something that you, you struggle with, forgiveness, that you really identify a few people in your life who have hurt you, mm-hmm. who you love and, and write miss. it down. Yeah, write it down. Be yeah. honest, too, on the paper. Be honest. And, and I would say reach out to them. Reach out to them. If it's someone who you like, you know, I really cherish them as a friend. Or, like, that's my cousin. And we have so many good years together. Like, that's family. Right. That whoever that individual is that you know, it could be just one person, that you wish y'all could make it right. That that that, that relationship could be restored. Um, that you, I, I challenge you to call that person up. And it might have been some years or a few months. But call that person. Reach out to them. And really have a real conversation because sometimes we throw away a lot of relationships that we should, that, that, that are salvageable. Yes. Uh, you yes. know, whether it's, you know, your sister you haven't spoke to, your brother, mm-hmm. you know, Cousin, some people whatever. are on the outs with their own parents. Yeah. So whoever that family or friend is that they you be really real. love, you really miss, and because of whatever misunderstanding, and sometimes it's just that that person just didn't know. That whatever that relationship is, just reach out to that person and mm-hmm. um, try to repair it. Try to repair it. Try to salvage it. And also, don't forget, sometimes we need repairing too. Yeah. So that's all we got on your hate opinions this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't let this grudge have you after. We out.